Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! pretty it's not what you might expect viking music to be it's not let's go and kill all the saxons <laughs> although that would be cool as well <laughs> so i'm going to do one little more one little one with um uh where the words come from the poetic edda and then i'm going to do volusburg which is a request <laughs> podcast my guest today is Gemma Parker otherwise known as the dark bardess on YouTube and social media yeah. welcome to the show thank you um so we are going to eat whilst we do this because normally we do food at a slightly later point but we've both been working all day you've been performing yeah I've been cooking yeah. food um yeah. and I offered to feed Gemma in exchange for the option because all the Vikings have gone to the pub mm-hmm um, so they've all gone to eat burgers, mm-hmm. and you promised you'd stay behind if I cooked dinner. So that seems a good swap, I reckon. <laughs> so we've got some venison stew, um, we've got some black breads, um, and we're going to eat some cake as well, because why not? Yes. 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 No, Which we can talk about when we get to stew. the cake. Yeah, yeah, it's very good stew. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so I guess we start off explaining what it is that you do and why I've got you on the podcast. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't know. <laughs> 
followed me walking around. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm quite a newcomer to this. So I didn't start reenacting until just before lockdown. Um, so I think most of the guests we've had before are a lot more pro. Um, uh, no, we've interested. had a bit of a mixture. Yeah. Fair yeah. Fair yeah. And I um, kind of like getting people that are lesser known on, give people a platform, you know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I started uh, doing music. Um, it wasn't ever a plan to do, I certainly never planned to, that the idea of videoing myself singing and putting that out on the internet was never, it's not something I'd have normally gone for. Um, but um, yeah, I started playing. I think I was, I was stuck down some YouTube wormhole at some point and uh, somehow, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was about 10 years ago. And found someone talking about, it was Michael J. King, and he was talking mm. about The Liar. And I thought, that's really cool. Uh, I really want one, but I don't know why or what I do with it or when I'd play it or anything. It's like so, one of those weird destiny things, isn't it? You just <laughs> need one, but you don't know why. Yeah, so I didn't. I was very sensible. No, I was working, I was working in London at the time, really busy job and everything, and uh, didn't get one. And then and finally got one like seven, eight years later. Mm. Um, so yeah, and that's, it's, um, I've really enjoyed playing it. So that's kind of what I do when I'm doing living history. And then, uh, yeah, started doing a few, few little gigs here and there. Do you have past music experience or is the liar the first? Not really. Yeah. No, like did keyboard and clarinet and stuff growing up. Yeah. I kind of tried to play electric guitar, mm. um, but there's a lot of notes on a guitar. <laughs> there's a lot of like mathematically that's a lot of combinations which is a bit overwhelming so yeah um and also i don't know what you do with a guitar like obviously you could, I, i'd print out the tabs and learn yeah. a song so i might say i want to know the solo from like black sabbath paranoid or guns and roses or something and i'd sit there and learn the solo yeah but i thought do i just sit here and strum this for three minutes uh what and i'm not in a band or anything so what, do i just sit here in my spare room and just that just seems a bit random mm. um don't know anyone that wants to be in a band and i don't play well enough to be in a band and this is just like a loop if i'm not good enough to be in a band then i can't there's no point playing it was my kind of backwards logic um whereas with it you don't need to be in a band with this you can just play by yourself <laughs> you could make a new band yeah <laughs> and um obviously it's only got six notes so that's a lot more manageable a lot less daunting uh, yeah so uh, yeah, I see that i thought ah yeah I can I can do that, and then it will be a lot easier than a guitar. That's the only reason I do it, really. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit like me. It's a hobby that's got out of control. Yeah. 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 So you exactly. playing for yourself initially, and then you've been asked to perform. Yeah, it wasn't planning. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was during lockdown, and it was like between lockdowns, and I met up with some kind of reenactment friends uh in some woods sounds really dodgy but it's not um for me that sounds like standard behavior <laughs> <laughs> meet up with random viking people hmm. and um, i was just playing a couple of songs and someone that kind of half lived in the woods came and spoke to me and said would, would you would you do you do you play at people's weddings yeah this stuff? sounds like, like a fantasy yeah. like <laughs> this man approached me that lives in the woods and <laughs> the lady lady that lives in the wood mm. and uh and she said no we're having our hand fasting mm. would you would you come and play for us i'm like if you're happy with the fact that i'm quite new and uh, mm. it's and and i said what kind of songs do you like and she said well we really like led zeppelin i'm like Woo. 
I mean, Led, Led Zeppelin's fine, but it's, it's not the easiest thing to play on the Anglo-Saxon lyre. <laughs> um, and the vocals are, you know, not everyone is Robert Plant. Mm. <laughs> so I, I seem to get myself in these situations where I just be like, sure, I'll have a go. Yeah. I don't know why. So then, of course, I spend the next few weeks thinking, how on earth am I going to get, what was the song? Um, uh, going to California on a big jet plane. I've forgotten how the melody goes, but... Mm. Um, and, and to be fair, I, I think it just about worked. It obviously was different. Um, but, but yeah, so that was the song at their hand fasting. We're in the woods and amongst the trees. And uh, I played on the way, I played the big drum on the way in and then played that. So that was the start. Mm. That was the start of it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was doing stuff, living history, but playing outside. And you know what it's like when you're doing reenactment is you're often in the middle of a field and mm. it's raining and it's windy and you're playing this acoustic instrument that's just getting carried away on the wind and trying to sing with it. And it's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> mm. and uh, it can be a bit frustrating, but lovely talking to people. And I love so many people come up and say, oh, what is it you're playing and how does it work? And mm. um, so the interest is, is there because people haven't heard about it um and i think that's the thing for me that's really fascinating is that mm. there's this whole history of music people know about your tudor music and green sleeves and recorders and violins but like the viking saxon there's no no awareness of that um, yeah and people will go to sutton who and see the ship burial and see the lovely reconstructed lyre there mm. but what did it sound like you know we we don't know. So that's always been fascinating. Yeah, we don't even know how they were played, do we? So we've got... No, there's a picture of King David um, and uh, he's holding the lyre and he's got his hand and he's doing this. Mm. So he's he's not plucking it like a yeah. modern harp. Um, sort of strumming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. block and strum. Um, yeah. So clearly if King David... If, 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 I mean, we don't know. It's, it's possible that whoever did that manuscript didn't know but it looks, I mean, he's holding it like you would. It looks like a decent picture of a liar. I don't think they would have made it up. Um, there's something written in one of the manuscripts about how they were building Whitby Abbey. Yeah. And there was, it's Cadman's hymn. And they're passing around. They have a, a Yabor Schiffer. Probably haven't pronounced that right. But a, a beer sharing, basically. Mm. Like a drinking around and yeah, sitting around and drinking. Um, and the harp is being passed around. And everyone plays something. It doesn't matter whether they're like the master craftsman or like the little boy that mixes the cement. That would like, terrify me. Yeah, exactly. So Cadman the cowherd was in the room and he saw the harp coming towards him and he thought, I don't know what to do with that. I can't sing, can't play anything. So he made his escape. But it was okay because he went, there was an angel that came and then magically he could play and sing and it was, it was all fine. Okay. So that's, that's right. good. <laughs> it was a miracle. It was fantastic. But for me, the interesting thing is that he was the only one that hadn't, that couldn't play something to mm. so everyone else. And it's a bit, I mean, a guitar being passed around a campfire now, if one was passed around, I wouldn't be able to do anything on it. Yeah. Um, you know, apart from like a few seconds of a, like a snippet of something that I learned ages ago, I couldn't do a song. But lots of people would be able to, even just with like two chords, mm. sing a basic song. And I think that's probably how it was. You can imagine someone saying, well, 
this is one my grandmother taught me, or this is one that I learned from some trader or something. I'm on the highway to <laughs> yeah, ACDC, I haven't managed to get any of their songs to work yet. Like Metallica, fine, you know, but yeah, ACDC, no. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how it started was, uh, um, I was doing something at Westow, uh, yeah. reconstructed Anglo-Saxon village in Suffolk. And again, I mentioned something about, oh, I'll bring my harp, my lyre along uh, at the weekend. And someone got in contact and said, ah, we're looking for someone that does that. Really? Mm. There's people that go around looking. And they were playing at, um, it was a community event about the village. It's called Aldrith um, in Cambridgeshire. And they're saying, yeah, it's our 950th birthday. And we're doing a or 900th and 950th anniversary of something I should remember. <laughs> something very important. Battle of Aldrith, maybe. Uh, anyway, Hero with the Wake. Mm. So fighting off the Normans. Yeah, and this is you know, Anglo, Danish, Dane law, all gets a bit murky with the definitions at that point. But, mm. you know, at 1070, uh, the Normans have not got much of East Anglia. They've, they've got bits of East Anglia, but the Fens are still holding out. Yeah. Um, so something about this anyway, they wanted uh, music. So I was just, yeah, attended some village fate, um, <coughs> which again was not something I'd, I'm not advertising <laughs> village fate. Anglo-Saxon liar services, but uh, yeah. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a whole market out there. Um, yeah, and it just kind of went from there, really. And then I think yeah. um, Jen, who you've obviously as works here and who you've had on the podcast a few times, mm. keeps somehow getting me involved in all these random things, signing me up for things and saying, like, I've got this friend that does that. Um, so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't part of a big plan. Mm. Um, I think I was doing some of the videos that I was recording I was some songs I've recorded and shared on a liar forum on Facebook. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, I don't know, did I upload that? Where did it go? And my husband suggested, well, how about you do a channel on YouTube? I was like, no, that's the last thing I want to do. Like, what? Why would I? Why would I do that? It's terrifying, isn't it? It is. Putting yourself out there for criticism, or well, that's 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 one bad bit. But the yeah. worst bit is then if you ever watch it back. And you just what to yourself. Why you just want to press delete? Like what why did I know? Um Yeah, so it is it's quite daunting. But I thought well, I'm not forcing anyone to watch it. It's uh more educational in a way, like it's like this is what I did with it, if that's useful. Because I learned from quite a few other people that posted stuff on. Mm. And they're not saying I am the world expert in Anglo Saxon Liar and this is how you play, but they've just done a tune. I think, oh, he's doing something different. From that one how does he do it and you know you watch it back and you think oh he's doing that finger you know so it's that kind of thing i think well i'm not expecting yeah. someone to look at it and think oh wow you know it's not about the the skill or the voice or anything it's just i wouldn't have thought you could get that song i think that's part of the challenge for me is trying to get songs to work on it because mm. uh, we don't know there's no yeah there's nothing that survives definitely from that time but the idea of, so the idea of kind of doing modern Mm. Mainly rock songs, <laughs> which I think is probably quite okay. unique to you. It's a bit niche. But I, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Death um, metal on the liar. <laughs> yeah. But that idea sort of came from that one lady in the woods. No, that's just because I listen to metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a seed that grew. So you, were you already doing that when she asked you to do that cover? Um, I... That's a good point, actually. I don't... I probably was doing... 
I think I was I was trying to play something else. Sometimes, because it's only got six notes, there's a limited yeah. combination. And I was trying to play something entirely different. Mm. And then I was, oh, that sounds like Metallica's Unforgiven. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, I can't play that in that song. So, um, But I think it's just more, when you have a song stuck in your head, and it just makes me think, I wonder if that, like the tuning's similar, like Iron Maiden, yeah. like that, the tuning, I think anything, is A minor? I don't know. Um, but sometimes you just hear a song and you, and you think, yeah, that, that might work. So it's mainly just a kind of curiosity thing. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and if I like the song, then I want to play it. Um, some things work and some things yeah. don't. And also I'm quite relaxed about it. Like um, I was doing Helvig and earlier by Wardrunner and someone said, you know, how, how do you get all the notes? It's two chords. It's literally just yeah. like two, three note chords. And I'm sure uh, Einar Selvig would play it with many more combinations, mm. but you can get away with doing it with two. I think I might have put a third in at some point, but so I just think, well, if it works and it gives a rhythm and really the focus is on the, the lovely words that he's written mm. and the concept and then it's just providing the emotion. You know, you have the bit where it's, if you've got something quiet and somber and then mm. you've got a bit with more emotion to it and a bit more motion, a bit yeah. more um, uh, momentum, then I think that's, that's what it brings. And I think the actual intricacies of the notes um, there's, there's a place for that, but sometimes it can just be really simple mm. if, if the, the melody is strong enough to, to carry it. Because there's even an element of what you do being, <clears throat> like, as you mentioned Ina Selvig. So Ina Selvig's got a very particular style. Mm -hmm. And you do start to see other people that tried to almost replicate that. Mm -hmm. But you've kind of done the same song, but you've done it your own way as well, because you mix in a bit of translation, don't you? So you, you'll sing yeah. alternately in the original and then yeah. into English so that people know what you're singing. Yeah. And that kind of, it's a good take. It's a, a good way of people... Well, I th yeah. I think it's difficult if I'm... Like, I was sat here today and... Um, you know, if you're singing a, a six-minute song in Swedish or sometimes a random dialect of, like I do some um, songs from the Farewells, mm. and I'm sure I get loads of things wrong in the pronunciation because I speak German, but I don't speak any of the Scandinavian languages. Um, and I can listen as well as I can, but I'm still going to probably accidentally insult somebody's mother or call someone something insulting instead. <laughs> but, yeah, I think to have... Something, I mean, to, t take, to carry on with the example of, of Helvegen, mm. it's a lovely song with a melody, but once you know the story behind it, and, you, and people in the room, you can see them really, the concept lands, you know. Mm. So to, even if it's just one verse, and you say, who will, who will sing for me? Uh, you know, and explain beforehand. It's, uh, and, and he does when he's performing as well. He does. I've seen him do, um, I've seen the full Wardruna performance, but I've seen yeah. him do the sort of solo. Yeah. Um, I think he calls it Skaldic. Yeah. 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 And I've seen him do that as well. Um, yeah. I've seen his talk up in York yeah. where it's more talking than singing, but there's a couple of songs in and he explains the process. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think to put a bit of, I mean, whatever it is, whether it's um, a traditional song, um, the same with some of the Faroe Island songs. Mm. Um, and I love the fact that they've got that oral culture and part of what um, the point that I make like today when I was performing is I'm saying that they've, they've got this song about whether it's, um, I mean, there was a bit of a revival in the 1800s. So some, some things were partly drawn from there, but some of them do go back, mm. you know, 1500s or earlier. Um, we don't have that because we've, we keep being conquered. You know, the Normans came 
Mm. And there is no evidence for this, but I've, I've read it somewhere and I love the story that the Normans outlawed the Anglo-Saxon harp. Now, I don't know if that was an actual, I'm sure if it was an actual law, there would be some evidence for it. Mm. But if you think most of what the songs are is, it's basically publicity spin for people's lords or it's you know how fantastic our culture is or my lord killed three dragons and slayed yeah. many people in this battle you know so the normans don't want people going around going you know that landowner that you kicked out he was really big and really strong and killed all of his enemies you know that, that's not the kind of yeah. not what they want um and you know it's successfully been transferred from the secular to the religious, because they were like monks were playing them. There's mm. there's some uh, abbot I think writes a, writes to his abbotty friend, saying, he says, what has Ingelt to do with Christ? And Ingelt's one of the characters in Beowulf. So clearly the monks are sitting around in their monasteries, drinking ale and singing like quite, quite or telling the stories of quite pagan. Mm. I know there's Christian bits in it nowadays. I don't know if there was then. Yeah. Um, but t telling that kind of story, they're not just. Like, let's just have a good sing-song of psalm number, whatever. It's um, telling good stories about monsters and you know, swamps. Uh, so it, it survived that, but it didn't survive the Normans. We don't have that culture anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I know in Ireland, very strong storytelling tradition, but English, you know, we don't, don't get taught Beowulf in schools in our native language. It's, it's a kind of an oddity from the past. I don't think we did it in school. I think now, nowadays they do. I've been quite impressed yeah. with some some primary school children that come in actually quite well. Um, but it, just... it's not like lived on to the modern day. Yeah. You don't, like, I think in Finland, they get taught the, the Kalevala, I think is how you pronounce it, like their mythology. And I think most people will be able to, they will yeah. be familiar with the stories. Whereas, you know, we, we, we're not brought up with that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it's nice to say, this is what they've got. In the, in the Scandinavian countries and just think what could have been lost, how many stories have been told in places like this. That's, uh, mm. I don't know, have not stood the test of time. I think I'm going to pause briefly so you've got a chance to eat some food <laughs> because you've Sorry, got a lot. <laughs> Do you want me to pour you some cider? Yes, please. Yeah. I've got some, this is uh, Cranbourne Chase Cider, Lovely. which has been on the podcast. Bill Meaden, the owner, has been on the podcast before. Lovely. This is a medium sweet, so he does sweeter stuff. Okay. Do you want a full cup? No, half a half yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Picked it up on the way here yesterday. Mm. <clears throat> we'll give you a breather so you get a chance to eat some food. Are you, I mean, you can still carry on eating. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well. pretty much. I don't want to eat like, a big bit of meat when there's camera, because I thought, like, mm -hmm. I've learned to eat. Side on to cameras. Okay. I don't know. It's slightly better. Yeah. yeah. I'll drink. I eat on camera a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> when I first started doing any kind of video content, I was really worried about being criticised about my voice or talking shite, basically. <laughs> um, and I soon realised that nobody seemed to care. And that's yeah. when I started to be a bit more silly on videos, like just yeah. doing like the kid if I cook with those shoes. And just yeah. nobody, I was thinking someone's going to say, what is this bloke doing? And no, no one said does. anything. No. And so then I've done some really silly things that were kind of me messing around on camera that weren't supposed to go out. And I've watched it back and it's kind of made me go, and yeah. oh, sod it, I'll put it out anyway. But that's what makes it you. 
Yeah. Not saying that you're silly, yeah. but it makes it human. Yeah. If someone wanted to watch a you know, BBC documentary on today, we will be talking about, you know, and keeping it very formal, yeah. then they do that. But if they want mm. to watch an, a human doing it. Yeah. Not a robot. I was, there's a video of me at Butza that someone thought was a robot initially, until obviously it got going. But the initial of me, because you yeah. start off, you're a bit wooden on camera because you're nervous. Mm. And yeah. so there is a video of me. It's almost like, you know, when it first started, I thought that was a robot. Wow. Some foraging robots yeah. with forage elderberries. That's, that's going to be the conclusion. At the end of all my videos, when I quit, it's just going to be revealed that I was a robot the whole yeah. time. Just AI creation. Yeah. It was all AI. <laughs> but no, what I was going to say, though, is that once I got more comfortable being on camera, yeah. I then became conscious of eating on camera, yeah. <laughs> especially if I've just like made a recipe and then you end the video and you go, mm, yes, mm. <laughs> and like reacting to food and like yeah. just eating on camera became the weird thing. Yeah, that yeah. is an occupational hazard with doing yes. food podcasts. So yeah, you do kind of look side on. I find, because okay. if I'm this way, people can see what's in my mouth. If I'm this way, they can see... The other thing I notice is how expressive I am when I'm eating. I do a lot of eyebrows. Oh, whenever I watch a video back of mine, my eyebrows are always doing this. Yeah. Or I'm just looking. And, any, and I know I do odd face things because any photo, normally 99% of photos people take at events, I'm just doing ridiculous faces. And I, I presume I do them in real life. I don't think the camera likes. <laughs> I think it just takes like the most ridiculous gurning pictures. And then occasionally someone will take a nice picture and I think, oh, that actually looks like... Because when you look in the mirror, you know, in the morning, brushing yeah. your teeth, you're not talking yeah. or singing or, you know, you're just... I usually am. Neutral. But... <laughs> Don't know, but... Um, yeah, so you actually see a picture of yourself thinking, yeah. oh, I actually look halfway normal there. Um, not completely mad. But then I'm also very conscious of when you're performing, not being wooden and just... Yeah. You know, because you could just sing something, but it's not just... There was a fantastic storyteller here this morning, mm. like, uh, Lizzie Bryant, and she's, you know, when she's telling her story she's using her whole body and you know the wolf broke out of his chains yeah. and the dragon swooped you know it's all very it's not just telling the story you're acting as well mm. and I think that's the same with this as I find myself you know I, I think I, I play mainly with my left hand which is apparently odd um, but I but, think it's I like having a hand to wave around and just like I don't know. we don't have any historical precedence for it no one can say no one knows they didn't wave their right yeah. hands around <laughs> Unless we had a manuscript where someone was actually. <laughs> yeah, I think David looks very austere doing that. But maybe afterwards he was. Yeah. But he was a king. He probably had brought up to be not lady gentleman like. Yeah. Is that a word? Does that sound I a bit... guess. Gentlemanly. Gentlemanly. Yeah. 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 That's another thing, though, is that I've realised from watching myself how much you go, hello, and all this stuff. And it's just yeah. like, what am I doing? Like... Yeah. But then is there a halfway house between. And hello, today we will be cooking yes. blood paint. Today on the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it's fine in that balance. But when, the first time I watched myself back, it reminded me of, um, did you ever watch that Mitchell and Webb look? A little bit, yes. And there's a scene with the presenter and he keeps kind of very, as he's talking, and uh, you need to keep your arms out. And after a few takes, they end up like tying his arms. <laughs> <and he's> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I need, I think. Rain in there. I don't know. I think we just end up overthinking it. Yeah. I think people see that as expressive. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, there's a tiptoeing ocean checking on the camera. Coming <laughs> in to ask a question. Yeah, Ocean, do you want to come over here and ask Gemma the question you asked today when we were outside? Because you asked me and I didn't know, but it's a good question. Is it about cake? No. No. Do you remember what it was? Uh, yes. Um, why are they called a liar? Uh, so the there's a technical reason and a sensible reason um, a liar is a latin word um, and these are not latin these are germanic so in old english it's called a harp um, so if you read beowulf he plays or people play the harp and in old norse it's a harper um, whereas the liar is for ones they used in the mediterranean and we don't like Romans or Normans. <laughs> so we use Unless they want to come on the podcast. Of course. That in which case we'll different. be civil. I think technically it's because this bit, the soundboard, is parallel to the strings and not perpendicular in a harp. So technically it's a lyre. Like a musical expert would tell you it's a lyre. I will tell you it's a harp. I guess I if no you say harp, people think of a harp. If you say I play the harp, they would expect you to have some great yes. big concert thingy where you can play loads of notes and you're a fantastic musician. But this is six notes. Yeah. Slightly more basic. But it's a great question, Ocean. Well yeah, it was a good question. Go on, you can go and eat your cake now. Great. Thanks. <laughs> you should bow. Woo! <laughs> He's off to eat cake. <laughs> Why not? And a special uh, cake. It's a special cake. We do. So we have the cake here. Anyone that's got to eat like a halfling will notice... Gemma featured in Eat Like a Halfling. Eating cake. Eating cake. No, wait, there's a cake opposite you. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking at the cake longingly, <laughs> having to play my harp, but going cake. cake. <laughs> I must admit the images were placed kind of evenly throughout the book. So they're Andy Chorley. I'm going to try and get Andy on at some point over the autumn when they're recording again. Yeah. Because um, he does fantastic portraits. Of he people. does. Really. He was kind I... enough to let me use them in the book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there was no particular reason I put you next to a lardy cake. <laughs> also, I really like cake. <laughs> well, there you go then. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. I was, there was a part of me as I was putting people throughout the book that I thought, will they be offended that I put them opposite? Lardy cake? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, lardy means like plump, doesn't it? Or, well, a bit of a lard. Um, what would you call yeah. someone? More a lard ass, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't take it personally. Yeah. And then it's sort of my take on a lardy cake because it's done in a, a bunting, so it's yeah. a nice round sort of crown shape. It's very impressive. So it's a bunting lardy cake, which has a piece work. missing has a hat. for some reason. As you noticed, Ocean okay. was eating some. Yes. <laughs> oh, gone. Is it good? It's gone. Shall we cut you some more? Yeah. Yeah. Would right. you like this bit? The whole Is it good? I haven't tried this cake yet. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, I've tried the original recipe, but... It's been a while since I made it. Is Ocean your poison tester? Yes. If Ocean drops dead in a minute, we don't eat yeah. it. So it's got, it's got lard in it, obviously, but you were telling me yes. that I can replace the lard for butter or a 50-50 lard butter. I know there are recipes out there that do a 50-50 modern butter. Okay. Um, but this version is lard. Um, it's, I know it's called a cake, but it's, it's made with bread flour and yeast. Uh, so it's kind of a bread... And you make a bread dough, um, yeah. and essentially you put a mixture of mixed spice and cinnamon, uh, mixed fruit, and blobs of lard, yeah. and you kind of fold it in on itself and roll it out again, and then do another layer and roll it. In. So you end up with like a layered. So it's like a cinnamon paste. bun, yeah, in cake form. Yeah, 
But I say it's more because it's bread flour and yeast and stuff, so it's a yeah. risen dough Enrich, rather than a cake, which is usually like baking powder or. So it counts as healthy. It's got fruit in it. It's bread flour and fruit. It's That's got some like sugar and most of a pack of lard in it. So yeah. give that what you will. <laughs> so what does the lard? How does that? Why does that? What? What's the difference between lard and butter in baking terms? That is a good Cause question. Because lard. I was I lived in Austria for a few years, yeah. and I wanted I love mince pies, mince meat, and I was living with an Austrian boyfriend at the time, and I was saying there's this thing we have there's mince pies, and yeah. he thought it was like minced meat. I'm like no no, went through the tradition. Whole of it. They were tradition, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. And but in fact, it's... in Eat Like Halfling, there's a version with venison mince in nice. that I made. Yes, oh, I should try that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember saying, well, I, and you can't, and it was suet. That's not lard. Sorry. Completely random tangent, but I'll just finish the sentence. Go for it. <laughs> and I was, uh, I couldn't find suet anywhere. And I was trying to explain what it is. Yeah. Like it, it's suet. Like I didn't know what the German word or Austrian word for suet was. It's basically the fat from around the organs. Exactly. So yeah. you look it up and it's like, and so he went to the market for me and went to a butcher's store and came back clutching this bag of quite, it had not been processed. Yes. Of, of the just relevant fat. The fat around the kidneys, is it? Mm. He's like, I've got it. And I, couldn't bring myself. I was like, you know, you're used to buying the little blue and yellow packets that come in a nice little plastic. I have a packet with me well, for making dumplings. There we go, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Whereas so, lard tends to come in a block. Lard, yes. Uh, so what, what's lard? What's lard? Um, I think mostly we use pork. Don't quote me on that. These okay. days. Um, pig fat. Like rendered down? It's rendered down pig fat. Okay. Because you can render it from other animals because you have yeah. done it with deer. And I think deer... Deer fat doesn't store well, as far as I understand it. So you can use it when it's kind of fresh, but it goes off within sort of a day or two, I think. So is it the same as tallow? Or is tallow different? I think tallow is beef. I should know this stuff, shouldn't I? I'm Sorry. like the food guy. I'm asking oh, the questions now. I'm taking all the difficult questions. Um, no, I don't know. Um, I think they're very similar. Okay. Okay. But, but clearly it works differently to butter. Yeah. Exactly. And I know like you can make candles from tallow and you can make candles yeah. from lard. But they're both different types of fat. Yeah, okay. But yeah. But clearly it works in cakes. What will probably happen whilst we're talking now is I'll pop some message up at the bottom that says, this is bollocks. <laughs> Lard is this. Tallow is this. Yeah, I'll stop asking for the <laughs> questions, sorry. It's not a You're pointing question. a knife at me now. Like, no, okay, yeah. okay. No more questions, I promise. <laughs> I ask the questions. <laughs> uh, no, I, d I don't know the difference. And I guess because they're fats, I mean, anything that's a fat's going to work because essentially what you've done is put blobs of fat yeah. in between layers of the bread, which yeah. then melts. So you end up almost like a flaky pastry yeah. effect because you do that with when you're making like, flaky pastry. It was like mob, yeah. Yeah, you almost marbled. It sort yeah. of separates out. So I guess sort of the layers don't stick together, do they? So it would probably work with tallow just as well. Yeah. But traditionally in England... Yeah. It's a lardy cake. So. Yeah, I'll be doing next time someone's got tallow candles, I'll just be scraping out the tallow <laughs> and mixing it with bread flour and fruit. Like, who's stolen the candles? <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. Don't trust me near your tallow. <laughs> I was going to ask, and I need a bit. No, I'll cut you a slice. Cool. We'll be civilised. So a lot of the recipes in the Eat Like a Halfling were like a kind of thing. based more on, yeah, traditional English recipes. Yeah, Old fashioned. Go. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was your slice. Yeah, it will be later on. Yeah. But it reminds me of like the, um, what is it, cod Like, I don't 
don't know how you pronounce it, but the Swedish uh, and Danish, the cinnamon buns. Yes. It like is it's a bit, bit like that, isn't it? It is, mm. yeah. Who says English food is boring? <laughs> this is Viking food now. Well, no, we've crossed over into halfling territory mm -hmm. here, which I wrote because of Fog on the Barrow Downs. Yeah. Which, as we've already alluded to, you were involved with. Yes. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we're good at this presenting smooth, stuff, yeah, aren't I? Smooth, smooth, yeah. That was another random, you know, just, I think, again, that was Jen. I've got to blame for that one. Hmm. I think it was just uh, doing this thing. Do you want to drive, like, five hours and at the middle of winter and, and join in? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I think, was it during lockdown? It wasn't during lockdown, but it was just after lockdown. It was the first time you came when we met, because we met in here. Yeah. And you were just practicing. In the scary room. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> the history. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I came in because Ocean was wondering what was happening. And I was a bit like, Can we, are we allowed to come in? You're practicing. <laughs> mm. So if it was then, that wouldn't have been a lockdown. No, was it December 2021 then? Okay, but it was still like yeah. there was still being things. I think by that point, I was yeah. just sick of my family and wanted to get out. So he had an excuse like, yeah, fuck, five whatever. Hours, yeah. Justification to be not away. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but also, also what, you know, you just have to take opportunities and chances, don't you? And, and like roll the dice. You just have to do something. And when Fog on the Varadans comes out in 2056, yeah. <laughs> if it's planned now, I don't know. No, but it's also, it's, it's really it was so lovely to be part of yeah because it's you know like i said when i started Ooh. it you're throwing raisins at me now <laughs> um you know it's this lost music and like i said when i, I was people asked today well why did you start like, i don't know mm. i don't know why i started um you know and I, when i when i because you can't it's not the kind of thing you can walk into a music shop and go Excuse me, do you have any Anglo-Saxon replica lyres? And there is a shop called the Early Music Shop. Yeah. They don't have any. Like, there's literally nowhere you can just, unless you go to some of the big reenactment events. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so the idea that someone would be interested in what I was doing, was that, would you just be like, nah, can't be bothered? You know, you, you mm. just, yeah, take, take opportunity. You don't know what's the worst that can happen. They can go, well, thank you very much for coming. We'll just cut that bit out. Uh, which is fine. So if it's not in there and you say when it comes out and people are like, there was no lion music in that, that would be why. Because you're badly dubbed over the top. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a bit, there was a, I can't even remember how a conversation started, but there was a, there's a, there's a bit that Tolkien wrote and yeah. it's a poem that I think the Barrow Wraith mm. says. And I don't know whether I suggested I put it to music or whether that was something that Andy asked. And again, I was just like, never put anything to music before. Take credit. Yeah, Take why, credit, why not? Yeah. yeah. Take credit. Oh. You did it. It was your idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I just kind of said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a go. And of course, you start playing and then just like, no, this sounds like a nursery rhyme or, you know, something really basic. And then, and then I'm like, oh, oh, I like that chord. That's nice. And then I oh, think that sounds all dark. Yeah, I like that one. And then I ended up with something I thought, actually, I, I quite like that. Um, so I took a little recording just on my phone and sent it and said, if, if it's any use, I've done this thing to the thing that we mentioned. Yeah. And um, yeah, he either did or was just being polite and, uh, and said, yeah, why don't you come down? Well, we'll put that in. Because um, you also did the 
the you played a little bit during the feast scene that we recorded. Yes, I think that's I did did that one particular song. Is that that song? Was it? Yes, I think I think I did too. I think that one and then another one. Yeah, Um, but I mean to be part of that. So you're doing all the lovely food. You had the I think you had the salt dough venison. Was that when Caroline was here? Yes. Yes, past guest again, Caroline Nicolai from Pario Galico. And we just ended up somehow, I don't even think it was planned. We just ended up in the kitchen. Yeah. She was here. You just had a haunch of lamb, of venison in your rucksack. No, so initially I was asked if I could butcher a deer, which I think might be a background mm. shot. I mean, that, as yes. I think Patrick came in mm-hmm. to the site. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, initially there was that scene that they then wanted to use for the feast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I think we'd come for some recording beforehand. I know she'd have got sick. Mm-hmm. So I didn't end up recording. Okay. It was meant to have like some words and stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't really want to do. Mm. But but Andy had convinced me that I should be. In fact, the initial meeting when I first met Andy was him walking across the site. I've probably said this because Andy's been on before, but um, he walked across the site and he went, "You look like a dwarf. Do you want to be in my film?" Charming. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that got me involved. So, but so yeah, so Open we did this. Line. We did this butchery thing, which ended up doing some food. And Caroline was here. Mm. And I think she wanted to do a bit. I think she helped me with the butchery. She wanted the uh, membrane for something. I think she was doing, she was doing some, to... some crafts. I think she took the skin as well. Mm. So I've got the hiccups now. <laughs> Cider and cake. Best <laughs> nice um, combination. It's an amazing cake. But really yes. cinnamony. She'd bought some other stuff, just bits she had lying around, and I had some stuff. And so some of the stuff that's in Eat Like a Halfling was just us going, well, let's put this for that and do this and that, and, and made up that little... But, was, but there, was, there, was, there was carrots, cumin, and like... Uh, it was, was caraway like... seeds, carrots, and yeah. goat's cheese. It was amazing. And there's so many, yeah. so much, because we all had it cold, because, of course, the filming had to be done with all the steam artistically curling. By the time we towards, recorded. And then we were just like, really hungry, really hungry. Uh, but it yeah. tasted very nice cold, and I'm sure hot would be even nicer. Yes. And we did other stuff. We did, like, uh, it was woodland mushrooms with kale and... Yeah, oh, that kale was amazing. Yeah, there, yes, hazelnuts in it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you had venison, was it venison loin sliced? I remember that. Yes, there was venison loin. And, yeah, there was the salt haunch we did. Someone had pre-made some, I think they were meat mince pies. Yes, they looked, yes. I didn't get one of those, but they looked really good. Yeah, and so a lot of that stuff from that actual shoot is the pictures that are in the book. Yeah. Because again, Andy just sent me them all and was like, "Here's all your yeah. stuff." Um, and I did come back at a later date, and we did like the. I don't think you were there then, but we did poached whole poached salmon. Um, and get invited. <laughs> <laughs> Make food for people, and they invite yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was how we got involved with it. Was yeah. initially as extras, and then they'd yeah. just done, you know shop bought pies and stuff and I was like well if you want to do a feast yeah this is what I could do and that's when the deer got involved and... yeah, yeah but that's what gives it obviously I haven't seen the film because it doesn't exist in the film yet but yeah the little bits that I've seen it's very clearly not a shop bought pie it's very clear and you can that's what takes you into that world is yeah. not just the lovely scenery of the long haul and the lovely decoration they did but it's very clearly made by a human or a dwarf <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to be in <laughs> I mean, yeah. kitchen slave. I think I'm dressed like this, so it's sort of yeah. yeah. But I'm not a Saxon, so I don't know yeah how they fit me into the narrative. But demand your own spin-off. <laughs> They've cut me from the film. It's just my food. <laughs> oh, he's a dwarf forager. Mm. The dwarf and forager. 
Yeah. It's got a ring to it. It has. It does. A ring to it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then in that scene when you were playing, though, do you remember it took a few takes because they couldn't break into the salt, though? And I did. I remember posting up with their permission. I'd done a little video from behind. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and now for the carving of the meat, and they couldn't break through the salt because it's so tough. Yeah. And they used my sayax as well, and it's like it just wouldn't go through. I guess it's is it a blunt sayax? No, it's sharp. It's a proper. It was a sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just such a tough crust. Yeah. I think they expected just to carve a piece of meat, and salt day, you're not going to do that. No, and I didn't realise. I, you know, thinking about it logically, you're not going to eat salt dough. But I was thinking... I've it, had people do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. It's 50% salt. Yeah. Wow. The heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. But I guess I was just thinking, it's dough. I was like, he blackened. Does this, does this guy know what he's doing? No, no, I'm not going to say anything. But no, it was beautiful. And uh, obviously very sensible. And I was just being thick. So, you don't know, though. <laughs> and you like see this the black cooking. thing. And you're like, okay, are we eating that? Yeah, it's been cooking a very long time, but no, no, obviously completely makes sense when you think about it, which I hadn't. Mm. Uh, but it was amazing to be to be part of that, and because you know what, you know, reenact people get into reenacting because well, I don't know why people do it, but but a lot of it is sitting around in cold, windy fields, um, and getting wet, and get getting, and, and which is which is fine. Yeah. Um, but to be in an actual reconstructed obviously we can't go back in time but i think the closest thing we can do is is be in buildings that have got the atmosphere to them um and with people dressed up and i I know that one's a mixture of whether it's you know fantasy or whichever period but it takes you back to a puts you in a different time yeah and it's an experience Mm. i mean who wouldn't want an experience you know we're stuck you know stuck at a computer working during the day or whatever and then being a mum and you know, employee, whatever, and then to actually live a bit yeah. in the margins when you get the little time to actually do something for yourself. I think it's a fantastic experience. So, yeah, I was definitely, definitely happy to do that. <laughs> it's the interesting thing with reenactment, though, isn't it? You do, you, you spoke about opportunities before, and you yeah. just end up with these, and if you're willing to say yes to stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff I've, the trouble. Yeah, some of the stuff I've been asked to do or invited to do, and mm. you're just like... Again, why? Why me? What mm-hmm. you're asking me? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Even from me starting to teach people to cook, mm. and so can you do this? Well, yeah. <laughs> In fact, initially I was due to do my first course was with someone else, and they pulled okay. out, and it was like, all right, you know, the star attraction. Yeah, the guy, the guy from who owned the site it was more forge up in Cumbria, and the guy mm. was just like, well, if you still want to do it, you can. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess I can try. <laughs> and yeah. then other people went, heard about me doing it and went, oh, you do courses. Can you do courses for us? And before you know, yeah. And you, if you say yes, you do get Andy yeah. saying you look like a dwarf. Mm-hmm. You want to be in my film. And you're going, yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Being asked to be on Channel 5. Yeah. Like, TV star. Yeah. And I could, it's, it's easy, though, to go, I'm not ready for this. I can't do that. Yeah. And I was just like, and they were like, well, we found you online, like, as an expert in food. For, and you're just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you do, and it, it works out fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and what you have to think, what what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I like my, my I've got, a, got two kids, and my oldest is always, like, very nervous about doing things. And I'm like, 
what's the worst? That's probably my catchphrase, or that and worst things happen at sea. I get told off for using that one for some reason. But, um, Do you yeah, know the song? What worst it's things like, happen at sea? Yeah. No? Oh, there's a guy I like called Frank Turner. Okay. Complete tangent there. Is yeah. a sort of folksy sort of, yeah, singer. Yeah. And he has a, it's quite an old song for him now because he's yeah. been going for a long time. But um, he does have a song called Worst Things Happen at Sea. Oh. There we go. I think she doesn't like it because of the sarcasm that comes with it, probably, rather than the words. <laughs> uh, yeah, just with the Channel 5 thing, you know, the worst yeah. thing is that they, they don't use it. And they maybe they didn't think... when they asked me to do an effort apple. Oh, really? So they did a separate scene and that didn't make it. Yeah. Like, oh, that was obviously bad. <laughs> and it takes so much, don't they? I know the, the yeah. few times I've... There was, I think I'd had my... The very first time, uh, the first event I did with this. So I got this in, I think, like early February 2020 so yeah. like just before Covid and late February there was my it was the second reenactment event I'd ever done so I did one in the previous autumn in like completely borrowed kit you know yeah. very much I don't know what I'm doing but I've just turned up to see what it's like yeah and then February was my first one still partly borrowed kit but I think in this like still I haven't finished actually making my dress but yeah fine um and of course when you start playing that and the local tv crew were just like oh, hello and it was hailing and snowing and it's right on the cliff in Sheringham. hello um <laughs> so awful weather and it quite for a first reenactment event it was a baptism of fire you know yeah and and yeah straight away the tv crew were just like let's do this and i was like i had this for about 10 days and they said well can, can we film you and i explained i didn't just be like of course this is you know yeah. i did say well i i don't yeah i you know, and they're like, well, that's fine. It will be. And, and they did put a mic on and everything. And yeah. when they did show it, it was, you, you couldn't really hear much, which is completely understandable. But no, we were, we were kind of singing around a small fire looking like very cold, invading Vikings. Um, yeah. So you don't know. Yeah. They must, they must have taken hours of footage over the whole. And then they've got to put together, what, like three minutes. A few clips. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how much goes into these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, from editing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe your your I can't say in a taffel properly, but that the the, the never taffel. That one. Yeah. Maybe that will be an own feature. Yeah. Feature length edition. I don't know. Yeah. I think you just dropped the H, so it's like never taffel. Never taffel. Yeah. Most people call it taffel or yeah, king's table. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I was going to mention actually, because we should probably get onto the bonus questions and stuff in a minute, because we've yeah. been going for a while. Yeah. Sorry. I chat too much. No, it's all good. It's also, feed me with cake. <laughs> chat while you give me cake. Eat cake. Um, yeah. It was just like I was going to say because your the way you got into reenactment was kind of different to most people because most people <laughs> get into reenactment and then go, what am I going to do mm. as a craft? Yeah. But you saw the yeah. So, you saw that ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. The liar or the harp, whichever we're going to call it now. Yeah, I think he called it a liar, so that's why yeah. in my head it's always a liar. And so then. It took you a few years to get one, but then you got one and then you got into reenactment to yeah. justify. <laughs> yeah, effectively, yeah. Because yeah. so, like I say, when I, when I first saw uh, Michael King doing it, I thought that that's amazing. And I, I, I want one, but I don't know why. Yeah. And, and I didn't know much about history. Like, I didn't do history GCSE even. Yeah. Um, but I'd been to Sutton Hoo. I come from Suffolk, so mm. Sutton Hoo in Suffolk. Um, and I remember like before the current visitors hall was there. I remember going there yep, way back. Not been yet. No. Never been. You should go. I should. You can hear my lion music being played. In you the... can sit next to me, Ocean, but you need to sit quietly. 
We're still recording. She wants to be next to the cider and the cake. Ocean's back. Sensible girl. Um, yeah, I think they're playing my line music in one of the, the videos somewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but it just think, well, what, what do I do with that? Um, so yeah, when I tried reenactment and the group, the first group I tried, because at the time I thought, well, if I'm just going to play like what, twinkle, twinkle, little star, what would I play with six notes? You know, surely you can't do anything useful with six yeah. notes. Just play in my spare room by myself, that's no point. And the first group I tried back then, I just didn't, wasn't me. I was yeah. a very demure Christian lady with a very tight wimple and a spinning thing that required patience and behaving. And I, just, I could see like hairy Vikings over the other side and was just like, I want to be with them. <laughs> and I just went home, I think, somewhere down the M1. I wasn't very good at driving then, so it was a big thing for me to drive that far. Yeah. And I just stopped at a service station and just cried. <laughs> I think rang yeah. my dad and was like, I'm just trying to make friends. But like, they're all odd. And I mean, all rain actors are odd, and that's perfectly fine. And yeah. I can say that now because I have one. <laughs> but, um, and uh, yeah, and then just promptly didn't do anything yeah. with that for many years. Yeah. Um, and then it was, um, maybe it was, yeah, I, probably after, must have been before COVID, but I think when my kids had got to that kind of age where you can start, you kind of come out and you think, who am I again? Am I, am I, I'm not just mum. Yeah. I'm, who, who am I? I'd kind of forgotten. Um, and I saw, I think we went to some local event, probably just to kind of, what can we do to entertain the kids? Yeah. And we saw, uh, it was Woofer, because um, they're the local group to me. Yeah. Um, and so I joined, I was like, how, how do I, what, how does this work? But I thought, oh, then, then I can get, then I can get a liar. So I, I must have been looking at it again. Mm. Um, and I remember joining them, but before I joined, it was like, this showed them a picture. I'm like, this is what I want to get. If this, can I, this, is this the right... And obviously there's a time, because Sutton Hoo is what, 6.25. Yeah. And there's a Viking group that does like, I think, 8.70. But I didn't know then that Vikings also had yeah. harps or lyres. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting, though, because I think, yeah, mo most people do get into reenactment mm. and then find a craft, but you've gone... I think I've been, because I've hopped, I've been in about five different reenactment groups. Yeah, I think most people go into it and people are just... Because I think lots of people start reenactment and then think, well, what do I do? sit around all day whereas I had to do natural dying as well yeah so I like the, the mad scientist bit of that some people do it very methodically whereas yeah. I'm just like I like adding things to water and seeing <laughs> basically like a puff <laughs> come out yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a science I did like scientist degree so that's my kind of yeah science there I think uh, yeah. yeah I try to do different things and then, and then want to do a little bit of rune stuff as well hence why you very kindly brought me the the deer bones yeah <laughs> Got some rodeo bones, which I've hung on to for a couple of months now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So you can inscribe well, some, is it Saxon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one of the earliest runes, uh, runic writing found in Britain. Yeah. And it's from about 400, like 410, like really, yeah. really early. Um, and it says, I think, Raihan, I don't know how to pronounce it, but of, of a deer, from a deer. And mm. it's written on a, on a deer bone. And I thought, I'd love to, because I want to do, like, uh, there's a Bractia as well that's quite early. And I thought, I love the idea about doing the, it's a very famous, the Undley Bractia. And I like wrote a song about it and stuff. And I'd like to do a copy of it. And I thought, well, I could have a little runic display. This is like, rune, not Viking stuff. This is way before yeah. the Vikings influenced. Yeah. yeah this is pre-Viking. Um, and who, who do I know? If I wanted to get like a deer foot. Hmm, who do like, we so know? So obviously. Hmm. Hi, Craig. <laughs> Random question. 
if I wanted to acquire the bone of a deer... I'd be more disturbed if you'd said a human bone. Uh, look, I need a human bone. Can you get one? <laughs> but a roe deer, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're not the first person to ask me. No, I've been asked for bones before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah. did kind of ask, would I like it clean? Like, would you like the deer attached to it, live, dead? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. I oh, exactly. You... Yeah. I don't know how you do the gory stuff. I know when we were filming the Bob on the Baradon scene with the skinning the deer, which was, I think I was, I was being a random villager and, and yes, skinned it. And I'd never, but yeah, I don't know how you do that. You clearly have a strong stomach. It's not so bad when you get your hands on stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think... I mean, I do deers a lot now, but other stuff like, um, I don't know, like gutting an animal or something, yeah. like, I don't think they're particularly, put my teeth in, yeah. they're not particularly pleasant jobs, Yeah. but they're just something that you just, you've got to do yeah. it. And yeah. so you just get on with it. And once you start, it's fine. It's almost like a mind over matter. Like, when you start, you're yeah. just like, right, we're going to do this now. And yeah. You just, yeah. And I think with deer butchery in particular, it's less, everyone that comes on courses go, oh, there's less blood than I thought there would be. Okay. I think it's a cleaner thing because they've already been drained and usually they've been deheaded and gutted already. Yeah. Sometimes we get heads and balls and stuff still on them. Okay. <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're always gutted at least, so okay. they're not. They've been drained, so they're it's yeah. a fairly clean. It's like not like really raw meat. Yeah, it's yeah. like having a chicken, but you have to skin it first. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, maybe it's not for everyone, but it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's never as bad as people think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, the only other thing I was going to bring up, because, you know, we should just, you know, plug what you do, <laughs> is where you were yesterday. Was yesterday? So, you, oh. were, you were on the main stage at Valhalla <laughs> Festival, I believe. The main stage. The only stage. Yeah. The, I was going to, is it the, I don't know, is it the biggest Viking UK festival? I don't know. I don't know. It's a Viking festival. It's a Viking. Yeah, I'll go with that. It's, it's a, a Viking, Viking festival. I was on yeah. a stage at a Viking festival. I'm, I, I what's it? The third year now. I think yeah. That, um, yeah. So, I don't know much about it. I know a couple of people that are involved. Like I know Bob, who runs the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, put it down then. Why are we whispering for the podcast? Put it down there with the other breath. It's a good job they can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so yeah. Viking Festival. Um, yeah, I think, as you say, it's quite niche what I do. Like the idea of playing, yeah. there, there are people that play the instrument fantastically well. Yeah. And and everyone's got their different style. And there are people that play it and that people do it in bands. If I thought you were going to steal the liar, then <laughs> just the liar, not that one. <laughs> Um, we already have a liar, it's fine. We don't need another. <laughs> That's true, yeah, of course, Emma does it now. Um, yeah, so, so to do what I do, which is like rock and metal, yeah. and, and some of the folk stuff as well, and anything, and anything I like, which is a random mixture, yeah. there's a very niche audience for that. Which and, goes to Valhalla Viking. Which goes, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you get the, the biker crowd in there, and you get kind of the pagan folk. Um, yes, because it's not particularly, and this isn't like a slight, but it's not like a reenactment event, is it? It's, no, it's people no, exactly. that, there's a bit more LARPy Viking as well as... There's, there's a lot of people that are very um, inspired by like, the Vikings TV show and by Last Kingdom. So I saw Utrid yesterday. I was at least one Utrid. Oh, 
not, not uh, me. I, I didn't think he was the real Uhtred. I think he, he, he was uh, yes, yeah, so, so there's a lot of people wearing uh, and a lot of face paint. Yeah. Um, but you've got the full you've got the full crowd there. Do you get uh, the does um John still go there? Does the firewalking stuff because he did it, the first Logie Logie firewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah he still does that. Yeah. Yeah, and they have ice bath ice bathing as well. I've so. done some. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's he started doing that as well. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so it's run yeah. by Skull Vikings. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of there, and it's all it's a kind of unusual festival because it's run. It's like a not for profit one. Yeah. So it's. They organise it and run it, but it's not a big so one. So the money goes into what next year's, into next year's yeah. pot. Making it bigger and better. Yeah, so they ask yeah. people to come down and volunteer. Yeah. If people come and volunteer and help run it, then they get the tickets included, for example. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's, it's different from a lot of other places. But um, no, they had some lovely... Um, Sulfur was on there. So, uh, yes, please have a little bit more. Thank you. Um, she was doing songs from her new EP, so that was lovely. And uh, uh, that's uh, Amber. Amber, yes, I was going to say Amber. Yes, I met Amber a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, again, it's where where else could you? Obviously, you've got the really big events like Midgard's Blot and everything. But yeah. but where are the small versions? You know, yeah. where people when they're just starting out, or you know, people. No, there was. I think I was probably the least experienced one on stage. Some of the people on there were professional musicians. And just put them down on the side, love. Well, you can't eat it now because you dropped it on the floor. Chalk, it's probably good for you. It would neutralise <laughs> stomach acid. I don't know. <laughs> so he's overthinking scientists. Motherly advice. Yeah. <laughs> Just eat it anyway. Get on with it. It'll be fine. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, so it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, where, cause, uh, where else would you... And obviously, I mean, today to be able to play, I mean, there must have been... I don't know if there's 100 people in here. But it was more I mean, than, the, over the day we had, what, 320 or something yeah. for the day on site, but I don't know how many were in here. Yeah, there was quite a lot for the, for the first set. There was quite a lot. I mean, it, it went quiet. It was dead ago. outside. Okay. There was hardly anybody around. So I think was it raining? Been... <laughs> no. Was, no, yeah. of course not. No, but I mean, to, to have yeah. that many people and all ages as well yeah. is quite unusual. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all useful experience, mm. um, you know, until I work out, do I like performing or not? Because I know some people just say, like, no, no, I, it's just too much stress. Yeah. Um, and, like, yesterday, I made loads of mistakes in my performance yesterday. And then, of yeah. course, the whole evening, I was beating myself up about it. Yeah. Especially when it's mic'd up and you've got the monitors pinging your mistakes back at you. And then you hear the mistake and then you're thinking about that and then you miss the next one. So, um, I suspect but, that no one noticed but you. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those that the audience yeah. probably just, yeah. That, that I, had them, I had them thumping on the tables with their fists and uh, singing along and... Uh, yeah, so yeah, we played anything from we had we had Metallica, we had uh, a Monomath, um, all sorts of yeah. random covers and sea shanties. Yeah, yeah, nice <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, so one day make God block. Well, like, probably original stuff. I don't I don't think I could really go there and do covers. I think that would be a bit. I um, think they'd be happy with it. Yeah, but they have the real thing now. They don't know. Um, but one day I do. At some point, I will. I will. I've got. I've got some. I did some of my own songs today and yeah. yesterday. So one day when I've but the covers are really useful to find out what works yeah. and what I can do with the instrument and what I can do. Because I've, I've not had any vocal. I've never had a singing lesson, like yeah. apart from at school when they, you know. Um, so you only know when you try something. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit there and just go through loads of vocal exercises. Whereas if you try and do, I was trying to do zombies, cranberry. I thought something about um, Ukraine and it was in my head. And I just yeah. thought, I wonder if you could do that. I thought, no, but she's got that. She does that lovely yodel thing, and I, I wouldn't know how to do that. But, you know, mm. you keep trying it, and you think, oh, actually, I, yeah. I can have a go at that. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> and the ocean's gone to sit quietly over there whilst we finish, and then she's going to have some popcorn because bribery. That's how life works. That's yeah. Parenting. <laughs> My um, the joys of being a kid when you've got a reenacting, podcasting, YouTubing dad. Yeah. All the bonuses. And she gets food. She's had a lot of food today. She can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. So, very last questions that I ask every guest. Yeah. Starts off with the first one, okay. obviously. <laughs> Where else would it start? First question is, if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project? Mm. Two things. I'm going to do one because I can see it. No. Um, either to do like an album, like because studio time's expensive. And, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I would like to do. I've got some songs partly written, but, you know, it's like, how do you justify time for the, in amongst all of the things of life, how do you justify time to do that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, whereas, obviously, if someone, if you had budget, then well, that's fine. Uh, and the other thing would be, I want to do history videos about people that played the liars and about the grave finds and the history of it, because I don't think anyone's done them. And I've wanted to, I would have loved to just watch like all the stuff that I've been reading archaeological reports about, like the specifics yeah. of, you know, was there, are there any women liar players? What did they play on it? You know, this, you know were there travelling minstrels? Were they all, all this kind of stuff? I'm trying to do lots of research as a yeah. non-historian. So yeah. do something. Like yeah, I don't that. know anyone that does that, actually. I know yeah. people that are very knowledgeable on the subject. Yes, I could just uh, ask them. <laughs> you could, but then you, the videos aren't there. So this, someone yeah. still needs to make that content. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just things like like um, I was I was saying. Oh, there's this one that's been found. It's about to be published like, in the next couple of months. And of course, all the liar players—they're all buried holding their holding their liar like this. And one had a set of two sets of spare strings in the pouch because, mm. of course, when you get to the next world and you've got your your harp with you, what happens if a string breaks? So for me, that just makes it come alive. So anyway, so it's not something yeah. about to, to yeah. try and convey that, that it's not just an instrument, it's part of the identity. So yeah. I would love to delve into that. And um, yeah, I'll yeah. probably do it at some point with like PowerPoint and a YouTube and a voiceover, but it'll be pants. But if you had an unlimited budget, yeah, then it you would could be quit your job, yeah. <laughs> learn video editing and yeah. design and unlimited, have a whole someone team. Someone else would do the video. Yes, that's true. That is true. That's... Unlimited budget, you'll have a team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fleet of video editors. Yeah. Yeah. Location shots. Recreate the grave. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I did. It wouldn't be a YouTube one. It would be like an actual everyone in, not like everyone in the country must watch this. I meant more like, like what you do for Channel 5. to have something like that, but on like the Anglo-Saxon. There was a fantastic program on one of the BBC things yeah. about Welsh with uh, Michael Sheen in it. He was talking about Welsh. I don't think it's fantastic. So that kind of yeah. thing, but yeah. Anglo-Saxon. The next question, mm -hmm. uh, could you survive on a Viking Age diet? See, I think I could, but it wouldn't be as nice. With no cake. With no cake, you see, that is the problem, isn't it? I mean, your venison um, venison but... and vegetable stew, that was all very yeah, it was all lovely. Viking stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have any, there's no fundamental problem. Like some people, if they don't eat, you know, gluten and dairy and something, you can imagine that would be difficult. But I do like all of the food that I've ever had, had in a reenactment thing. Yeah, but but there would be things that I'd miss. <laughs> but that links straight into the next question. <laughs> there we which go. Which is, is there any food you'd miss on a Viking Age diet? You know, it's amazing. 
probably the most pathetic thing, potatoes. <laughs> like a good baked potato with butter. Links back into the hobbits thing again. <laughs> Potatoes. Yeah. And mash and put them in a stew. stew exactly. Yes. Um, but I'll make like... sure to include all three versions in my book, I might add. Good. Good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, because I was thinking, because I, I asked, because uh, I've seen I've seen some of your previous for, uh, forecasts. Podcasts. Sorry, I do Podcasts. forecasting as part of what it's I do. Side the is job, strong, so isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was asking, asking Carmel the half, like, what, what would I miss? She's like, and he actually said spog. You know what a spog is? No. A spog is, you know, liquids all sorts? Yes. They're like the little dotty ones. <laughs> little okay. blue or yes. pink. Are they called? Do they, they have, have a name? Fennel spogs. Didn't know they had a name. Oh, when you buy them in kilo packets, they do. <laughs> Interesting. No, I get one every year for my birthday. I get, is it a kilo or half kilo? I don't know, like a, a decent sized packet. That's and then he decants them into a little pot for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rational. And I don't think. They had them in Saxon times. Like, no. <laughs> no, but but it's it's jelly sweet. I love all jelly sweets, yeah. gums, whatever. But I guess you've got gelatin, and okay, so instead of dill, you have fennel. Yeah. Might be. I don't know. You're, you're the. There you go. There's your challenge for the next one. Can I make a spog? Can you make a spog? But they've got like, that coating is got to be sugar. They've, it's yeah. like hundreds maybe, of thousands. Yes. Maybe That's not hundreds. That's going to be a struggle. Well, they could make very nice jewellery. I'm sure they could make a spog. Something similar has come up before, though, with the idea of gelatin, because when I had Hamish from Pictou, oh, leather jelly on beans. jelly beans, yeah. and someone did comment underneath about, you know, access to jelly, yeah. uh, gelatin. Aspic? No. The problem, again, I think, was because I did look up how they make jelly beans, and I think the problem was the coating again. Okay. And they're not really a jelly bean without the shell. I'm not too fussed about the outside of the spog. It's the, it's the like, aniseedy, fennel-y, Some kind of... Fairly jelly, jelly bit, yeah. but even that needs some kind of sweetness to it because if you just had gelatin, it wouldn't be sweet. Mm. No, and I don't like aspic, like, yeah, when you, when you have meat in aspic, yeah. it's a bit odd. Funnily enough, after Hamish came on, I messaged one of the big I can't remember their name. Well, I think mm. I can, but I'm not going to say because <laughs> I, I sent an email to ask mm. whether they'd be on the podcast and they didn't respond. So, there you go, you missed your opportunity to come on this. Yeah, it's a whole um, market out there for. Reenactment sweets, yeah. <laughs> Deprived Vikings that have spent all day just having lovely, but you know that's not peasant. Well, at the time, I just thought it would be it would be amusing to follow on from Hamish with mm. a jelly bean manufacturer, but they never got back to me. So, any jelly bean manufacturers that are watching, I know that it's your probably your favourite history podcast. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Get in touch, and we'll we'll sort something out, mm. and then maybe we can make some kind of what are they called again? Spogs. Spogs. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I think brain. And uh, I didn't really mean, I didn't. This is, when I was living in Vienna, we had, at the company I was working at, we would have a quarterly thing, like a meal with a boss, and yeah. he ordered brain. And I don't know Just why. Just brain? Is it some kind of I dish? I remember it. It was on a dish. But like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, quivering. Uh, I don't know. They, they seem to like brain in Austria. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I it once. I, yeah. I, I wasn't as maybe as bad as I was expecting, but I think it was more just like a mentally. Yeah. No. Psychological. But maybe that's just me being a wimp. No, no. I 
found it an odd experience, mm. strangely creamy. Mm. <laughs> and I'd, I'd made a dish out of it, which had okay. tongues and cheek meat and caraway seeds and leeks and onions. It's caraway seeds, leeks, absolutely fine Ooh, with well, all of that. Tongues, I'm a little bit, they taste fine, but again, I've said this loads of times, people have heard this, but... If you're eating your own tongue. Yeah, you've got a tongue, it's just a weird Two sensation. Two tongues in my mouth as Psychologically. Well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the brain, I felt like you could have just done that and put a bit of cream in. Yeah. That was that was it. So it wasn't yeah. unpleasant, but it was just that psychological of this yeah. is a brain. And the fact I don't know whether he ordered it to intimidate me or something, or whether it was just like I'm gonna see how you react or like Yeah. Fine, I'm gonna have like a Wiener Schnitzel or something really, really basic and touristy. All right, so next question mm. is what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? I you know what, I'm actually gonna go with the one that you cooked for Fog on the Barrow Dance because should I get up and bow now? I think <laughs> you probably should, yeah. We've, I've asked this question so many times. You're the first person to say, your food, Craig. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was here. <laughs> no, but like, it's because it's memorable, right? Yeah, yeah, not, memorable. It doesn't have to be good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was shit, but <laughs> never forget the shits afterwards. <laughs> but it's memorable. I mean, when else is someone going to cook a giant bit of venison over a yeah. fire for half a day that you've seen the... Venison, the venison, the yeah, the deer, deer. <laughs> Sorry, good time. Action. Um, you know, you've seen it being skinned. Yeah, next to you, and and now you're having it for dinner. And that I've never had. You know, nowadays in our modern, yeah, you, don't, you know, you get venison and it comes in a little plastic packet from the supermarket. Yeah. So yeah, to have that brought out the fire, black and crusty, and thinking, what the hell have I got myself in for? <laughs> all these fantastic, and it was all just—it was just a feast, and because of especially it was done for the for the feast. You know that would never be done for me. You know, unless you had yeah. it was like some great big wedding party or wedding banquet. You, no one in their right mind would have like two personal chefs. Obviously, they weren't personal for me. But you know, when you're sat there and you've got the food in front of you, is that what you had in your mind at the time? This beer cooked for me. Yes, that's what I. This think. is. <laughs> I wasn't paid to be here, but I was invited because these chefs are going to cook for that's me. That's the only reason I came. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's worth a five-hour drive. Um, yeah, so it's definitely definitely memorable. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. And it tasted good. I should point yeah. it out. <laughs> uh, all right. So the last question is: You've yeah. died. Oh. Sorry. That's not a question, that's a fact. <laughs> All right. But there is a question. Oh. It's linked to a question. I'm dead now, I can't answer. No. Okay. Yeah. Depends what you believe, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So you've died, your family and friends are preparing your grave goods. Okay. What food and drink are you taking to the feast in Valhalla, not the festival that you just <laughs> spoke about? The actual Valhalla. Baked potatoes, butter, salt, spocks. Spocks. As a side? <laughs> in the potato. No, uh, no. Spog sauce. Oh, no, 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 no. no um, that I just so wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it should be something much more glamorous than that, like a really nice, like a hog roast would be quite nice. I'd like to think, I, you know, if there's enough of them clubbed together, they could, they could do like a hog roast. Yeah. Maybe not a whole hog roast in the grave. You're just going to pour a bag of spots in for the grave. Yeah. And a few jackets. Some future archaeologist will come. There was unusually high sugar content in this grave. Uh, yeah, I'm sure something more, more exciting than that. But that would, if someone, if, it depends if you're like, what would they eat? Or what would, if we were to send them into the next world where there may not be a supply of these things. Then they're quite good options. Yeah. 
Because it's not what you'd expect in Valhalla. No. <laughs> it's not written yeah. in any of the sagas anyway. But maybe they missed that bit out. Future Saga. Yeah. Which is probably a graphic novel. <laughs> Copyright that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Very niche audience for that one. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, it does. It's come up before, I think, where people have said it depends whether as well it's is it what would people put in my grave or what would I take yeah. to a feast? I mean, if, if you've in uh, the there's a I've written a little song about it. But yeah, when, when you're in Valhalla, you know, the idea is you've got is it the goat, Hadron, Hadron, that uh, resurrects. Yeah. So you, you eat it all and then it resurrects the next day. So I don't need to take goat with me. No. Because there's enough goat. Yes. It's and like mead. Why would you take mead? Like, yeah, there's there's cause gallons of mead. Bills. Yeah. Uh, you don't need mead. So. Yeah. So, so take the things that are, will be in short supply. Might make you friends. Might, I don't know. You know, like... I'm a bit strategic about this. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've gone on a slight tangent because mm-hmm. you haven't mentioned a drink yet, right? So oh. bear with me. But I'm thinking that you must have done the thing where people put like jelly beans in vodka. No, I wanted to after I saw it. Partly just because of the colours. Yeah. Um, you do skittles, like any sweet. Yeah. I've got something here actually, which we could quickly okay. sample if you want. We, I'm up for that. Yeah, I don't have another. It's an cup interesting. Unless I down the planning. Side, this wasn't is... planned, but um, because okay. um, I was just thinking, what about smog vodka? Ooh. So you dis- dissolve similar. the spogs in the vodka and then yeah, the vodka. Yeah. Well, they have um, I, with um, they have a like anise, like a bit like pastis, because that's anise flavour, isn't it? And there is hierbas, I think, how you pronounce it with the Spanish, but there's a Spanish drink. Um, when I, we went on some family holiday to Menorca when I was about maybe a little bit older than Ocean, probably, I think I was about eight. Yeah. And we went around a gin distillery and I loved this. <laughs> and there was just loads of little tiny samples of, of gin and you could just like, and yeah, it was Turkish delight. Not old enough to drink <laughs> by quite a long margin. Yeah. But it's fantastic. And there's all these interesting and like chocolate gin and everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, and one of I think it's a gin that they have, and, and you can buy it like like when you go to the airport, you know, they have it in the fancy bottles to tourists. Tourists, why not? And it's got a stick of I'm guessing fennel, but I mean this is my yeah. You know, um, yeah. So really, so the flavour is there, whether it be vodka or yeah, some, something with a bit of the yeah. bitterness or. Oh, we've we've uh, done a version of a wine where you you get a really cheap dry wine, you mix honey yeah. and fennel into it. Yeah. So yeah. the flavours do work. Yeah. So spog vodka. Yeah. And I, and I tried to do I tried to do mead and it just was the most disgusting. Yeah, I should, the most disgusting drink I've ever had was the my attempt at mead, which really was making me wretch and quite horrible. Um, Mead's come up as worst ever. In fact, Patrick from Fog on the Barrow Downs. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mead he made that was something was wrong with it basically, yeah, and it, it was off in some way. Yeah. We never got to the bottom of what it was, but it's yeah. yeah. No, that's one of the things that I'm happy to pay for. Just buy the mead and know that it's not disgusting. <laughs> There's some really good mead out there these days as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very quickly then, to end. Yes. Mystery black Mystery liquid. black liquid. <laughs> you know what this remind- I had a very random thing that that reminds me of? Is that I have a jam jar at home with <laughs> dead tadpoles in <laughs> And it's the same colour. I don't know whether to ask you why or just leave it there. I mean, should we just just leave everyone That's guessing? Maybe you should have the Patreon cut then. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my, wow. my 
children still for grandmother and the plan was to put them into the pond but it got too close to the hob while it was waiting to go in there and it's been sat there for a year and it, it needs to I understand be that they away. died fair yeah. enough <laughs> it's been sat in my kitchen for a year this reveals and a it's lot it's the same colour and that. so you see that basically every day but you don't most days but you don't deal you just it's like now those outside. are the dead tadpoles last week but I haven't tipped it away but it's outside so you're going to have to like taste it or something now but that, I'm worried, this is what I'm worried about alright so no this is not dead tadpoles I wasn't aware that people kept dead tadpoles in their kitchen but alright <laughs> we're learning a lot today <laughs> this is um, Joe's Street that I got from Danish Redactor friend, well, mm -hmm. they, she's actually my group leader, uh, mm -hmm. Kirsten. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought they were Danish Street. Someone online corrected me and said they're Finnish, so I don't know. I've not clicked into that. Mm -hmm. Danish friend got them. She's How many letters did it have in the name? They're called Turkish Peba. Okay. Which is T T Y R K I S K, Turkisk Peba. Okay. P double B E R, I think. Um, they're basically salted licorice. Okay. They've got a sort of bitter centre to them when you suck on them for a while. Okay, as if the salted licorice wasn't already enough. And initially I was confusion. a bit like, oh, this is weird. And then she gave them and said, oh, there's a thing we used to do, I think as students, where we dissolve them in vodka. Um, okay. And it's a dangerous liquid to drink. Yes. So she went, you can have the rest of this packet and try it. Okay. But gradually, because they're in my kitchen, I would just go... Mm -hmm. And gradually, I got through most of the packet, so I had to buy some more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is from some that I bought and then mixed with vodka. Oh, I right. see. So good then, if you want yes. to uh, eat. If them. you like salted okay. licorice. But undecided about. I quite like. Yeah. I mean, feel free because you've got your cider. If you yeah. just want to like from the bottle, no okay? one else has drank from it. Okay. It's all yeah. It's clean. Okay. It's, I, I trust you. It's vodka, so it's sterile. Generally. Um, Smells but nice. yeah, we'll end on, on a taste of Turkish pepper, which... Smells a bit like smoke. <laughs> it is like, it's not very salty. To me, it's really salty. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I get salt first. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah. No, you get, you get obviously the alcohol first, mm. I think so, and then the licorice. Yeah. Maybe it's just not as salty. Like some of the salted licorice is really. Yeah. I mean, as a sweet, they are quite salty. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of walk away with this. I like that one, dude. Just, yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> Do you want a lid? <laughs> I don't need a lid, no. no. <laughs> wow. There yeah. you go. No, that was good. That was definitely. Yeah, yeah. For, um, yeah. You could market that, I think. Obviously, they you can't have done it already. I don't know. Obviously, you already do it. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, Turkish pepper vodka. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It is very good. It yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um, and it's so much more... I think I wouldn't have that many... Because it's quite intense, isn't it? Licorice is a sweet. Mm. So I probably wouldn't have that many of the... You know, like the Catherine wheels that you get. They've got sparkling in the middle. Um, I'm not obsessed, honestly. Um, but to drink, it's it would be dangerously yeah. Moorish, I think. Yeah, which is what yeah. was said before, I think, about yeah. being dangerous. I think they meant is... Yeah. Yeah. It goes down quite easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole pack of sweets in that jar. Okay. So, so in terms of sugar, you'd be bouncing yeah. around the walls, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, yeah. well, before we go, we should uh, give yourself a plug. So where can people find you on YouTube? Find me. Find you, I, I'm Dark Bardess on anything. So yeah, YouTube, Instagram, 
Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm not, not, I don't know if I'm the dark, the dark goddess, dark goddess, one of those. I made them at different times and probably didn't think about it very much. But, uh, yes. I'm sure if you search it, it'll it, it will come up. Sure it will come um, up. And as usual, yeah. I don't even know if people check, but I'll put them in the description underneath the video <laughs> and in the you know show notes and all that stuff. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very We've much. We've been rambling for quite a while, I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, same. <laughs> Ply me with food, you'll get yeah. ramble. But hopefully people are still listening. Yeah. <laughs> what Do people? a test underneath, what is a spog? Yes. And see how many what people... is a spog? You'll start off a 10. That could be um, on Ocean's episode. She's going to do the best suites around Europe as we travel. Um, and we're going to do a competition where someone can win. I'm going to buy extras. So there's going to be some food left over. It's going to get contentious. Well, anyway, we're going to we're going to do that, yeah. but but we'll need some kind of competition. So I might link it in maybe and yeah. Like, tell me what a spog is, and you'll win the competition. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try and make one now. Then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anglo-Saxon spogs. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Sword, nasty, cold, 
If you enjoyed the podcast or want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give me a rating. For recipes and ideas, visit my website, saxonforager.co.uk. I also have three cookbooks available to buy on Amazon worldwide. These are Eat Like a Viking Volumes 1 and 2 and Eat Like a Halfling. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 